Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Graphicast. It's me, your host, Taryn, alongside Jamie, Dan, Joe, and Brad Lee. How are we all doing today? Yeah. Yeah, decent, man. Can't decent complain. what? Even after watching Fastly? Well, I've recovered from that. We've had Raw since, and that kind of recovered me, so I'm all good. Man, you know it's been a bad week in wrestling when you say that you've been able to recover from a poor pay-per-view by watching Raw the day after, <laughs> the way that Raw's been lately. Raw was actually yeah. better than Fastlane, yeah. Well, the bump, the bump today was better than Fastlane. Oh, well, as as I'm sure we'll get on to, I didn't watch Fastlane and I didn't watch Raw this week, so I've got plenty to contribute this week, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> but we all doing all right, yeah? Brad, Joe, Jamie? Yeah, all good, man. All good in the hood. Good stuff. Not back in the office next week. Oh, back in the office next week, is it? You've had the call, have you? The dreaded call. Are you looking forward to going back in or do you want to carry on working from home? What are you doing? Are you doing hybrid to and from or back um, in full? Just back in full as far as I know. It's just obviously me and Dad share a flat and it's tiny, so... Flat to um, myself! Flat to myself! <laughs> so they, they, I said, look, it's not really fair on Dad because he takes more calls than me. Um can I go back to the office when it's safe, obviously? And they're like, yeah, okay, we'll keep it in mind. And then, like, last week, they were like, oh, yeah, you're going back next week. I'm like, oh, okay. Beat you to it, I'm already there. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll never be back in the office, but that's another story in itself. Although, apparently, I am coming back to Newport next month for a couple of days to yet to be decided when, but it's my team's afternoon out, and apparently we're going out in a outside area where we're allowed during the what will be the lack of restrictions for Wales, whatever's changing. It's different to England, so I don't know. But yeah, I might be back for a day or two, so I'll hit you up if I can. But anyway, we had a pay-per-view. We might as well get it out of the way because... Yeah, I like I say, I didn't watch it. It was Fastlane, the last stop on the road to WrestleMania. The last stop, of course, apart from all the episodes of Raw and SmackDown, of course, but certainly the last pay-per-view. Um, Dan, I know you watched or loosely watched the same with Brad and Joe. Who who wants to hit it off with just a general overview to start with before we break it down match by match? It promised quite a bit to shape up WrestleMania, but it, it just totally under underdelivered. Yeah I, I, yeah, I got that impression, and that's why I didn't... I mean, as you know, I don't watch these, unless it's one of the big ones, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. I tend not to watch them live, but I think, oh, well, I'll watch them afterwards. Uh, yeah, it was certainly not something I was interested in watching. Reading the results was enough for me. Brad, you got a fair way through most of it, did you? You know it's bad when, as we were saying before, we even started recording, you know it's bad when I go to bed um, halfway through the pay-per-view. That's when you know that it's, it's going to be a... a, a long old ride like we, I, I saw someone um, sum it up as a first half to forget second half to remember um, and I, that is simply how, how to how to sum Fastlane up first half was full of botchy finishes as I'd like to call it second half was actually quite good so 
Well, that's as good as a review as I've ever heard. And to be honest, that probably sums it up quite well. Um, we did have a pre-show match. Um, I, I believe we did include this in our predictions, did we not? Or didn't we? No, was this was this one of these that was afterwards, that was announced afterwards? Well, afterwards, yeah. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. So we had a pre-show match. We had Riddle defending the United States Championship against the leader of Retribution, Mustafa Ali. Um, the guys who watched the pay-per-view, did you watch? Yeah, I think one of the best things about it was it started at 10 o'clock UK time because, you know, obviously the clocks went back in America. So a pay-per-view at 10 p.m. in the UK. I mean, even Dan and Joe was watching part of it because they were up. <laughs> That's even before my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, it finished at, what, 2 o'clock, the whole pay-per-view, and I was like... Well, you know what, Orton's starting, and like I said, we're going to go into it later, but I was like, I'm just going to stay up, because I was expecting to stay up till four anyway, so I stayed up and watched it, and the Orton Broken School Sessions was better than the pay-per-view, that's all I'm going to say. Well, we will get on to that, I'm waiting for your glowing review of that. <laughs> Pre-show match then, Riddle successfully defended the United States Championship, and we had the turn, it's happening people, the turn that uh, that was not around the world, it shocked everybody that the leader of Retribution is, is no more, or is he? Who knows? Did anybody care? That's the bigger question. I cared. I mean, you, you could see something was in the, the mix. I know you guys don't really, you might not see these little details, but Dominic Dijakovic, or T-Bag, or whatever he's calling himself, um, you could see him growing his hair slightly over the past two weeks. You're thinking, what's going on here? And then when at the show, he had his old Dominic Dijakovic haircut with a mask on. So you're thinking, there's something about to happen here, just on the haircuts alone. Um, and he lost the match. He lost it fair and square. It was a decent match. Um, really good finisher off the top rope. Um, Riddle hit the bro Derek off the top rope, uh, pinned him. And then he, he just went up to him and was like, you guys cost me the match. You're the, you're the reason I lost. I'm rubbish. And then they had Reckoning just walk out. And then they had um, slap, Slapjack or whatever his name, Flapjack. He just walked out. But then they did a double choke slam. Um, on him and then walked out on him afterwards and I was buzzing it after you know in the entire fast lane that's the, that's the bit on the pre-show that actually I cared about the most believe it or not and then I was watching Raw going oh I can't wait to see what they do maybe Dominic Dijakovic is going to come out and have a, answer an open challenge or they're going to have him as a, a tag team or we're going to see Mia Yim come out as a single star but no nothing on Raw they, well they, to be fair they had loads of stuff well, that was going to be do. my question did, was there a follow-up on Raw? No? Nothing. Nothing, Nothing at all. Standard. No surprise. Oh, did you, you didn't even show a recap. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favourite part, favorite part of the entire section, um, segment sorry, is when um, Slapjack walks out and he's going, Slapjack! Where are you going, Slapjack? Get back here, Slapjack! I'm like, oh, my God. It sounds like something Vince Russo would write in the attitude here, doesn't it? <laughs> Some kind of shit. Well, that was the pre-show match, you know, to, to get everybody to tune into Fastlane to either order the pay-per-view if they don't have the network or Peacock. And, uh, well, it sounds as if, like you say, the uh, the pre-show match was fairly decent, which brings us on to the main card. And it brings us on to the first match of the night, I believe. I'm just going off Wikipedia order, so you'll have to tell me if it wasn't. I think it was. The Women's Tag Team Championship match, Nia Jax and Shina, uh, Shina I do this every week, Shayna <laughs> Baszler, uh, defeated Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Mm. Joe, any, any, any thoughts on this particular match? Um, it was really, it was a bit sloppy. Like when um, Bianca Belair and all of them like facing each other individually, it's fine. But when they were in the tag, it just kind of, 
gets a bit clustery and I think they were just too busy trying to do spots. And it was just it was just a bit of a mess to be fair. I thought I'll say it was just messy. Bradley looks like he enjoyed that one. <laughs> Look at him, what are you eating? <laughs> what are you eating? Can we do ice. Ice. You're eating ice. What yeah. what what was it what drink were you having? Oh uh, gin. Uh, a, a proper man's drink there. Bit bit of gin. See, that's what it's done. Fastlader's drawn him onto the alcohol at five o'clock in the afternoon, hasn't it? Straight after work. Straight yeah, after it's a bit work. stressful day, mate. Stressful day. Did you watch um, the women's tag match then? Yeah, I, I won't lie. I was on my phone for most of it because the the long, the best part of it was just seeing Reginald again, you know. <laughs> was, he, was he out there? Yeah, he was out there. He was barely involved. And all I remember is Corey Rick Graves going, Oh my God! It's Reginald back from his back from his spa day. He's glowing. He looks amazing. Oh, shut, shut up! That quality backstory that they're just working into it that's come from nowhere. I just <laughs> hope that they can save this. I know we're going to get into WrestleMania in the card, but all they need to do is announce the match, do a couple of promos. You know, like they did with Reigns and Lesnar a few years ago, and we're all sold. Now that they're doing these stupid things, I mean, they got Bianca calling her a rookie. Um, sorry, Sasha calling Bianca a rookie, and all of this rubbish. It's making us all just not be invested. It went from it could headline one of the nights to, yeah, probably open the show, be a really good 10, 15-minute match, but we've all lost our investment, and it's a shame because they're really good stars. I just hope over the next three weeks they pull us back in. I know they will, but, you know. They need, they need to stop doing what they're doing, is crossing over the main main title with the tag titles because it all just gets lost in the shuffle. You've got plenty of other teams in there that could be feuding with them. It is, they've done it so many times now and it just never, ever works. No, I, I agree. And I think the only thing that does work um, sometimes, and, and what I'll say is, is not in this occasion, is when they do every now and again, they do have this thing where the opponents need to team up for whatever reasons, you know, to get rid of the evil or whatever, you know, to get rid of the heel. We've seen it work in the past. I'm sure we've seen it with, I think, Cena and Shawn Michaels have done it before, I want to say. I'm sure Seth Rollins teamed up with, oh, I can't think off the top of my head, but Seth Rollins did it a couple of years back in up, And it works. But on the occasions that it doesn't work, it really doesn't work. And it isn't working at all with um, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. And I, I don't know whether it's the inexperience of Bianca Belair or just the fact that some people don't click and for some people there just isn't the chemistry. But for me... It's gone from me. I'm not the biggest Bianca Belair fan. That's more just because I haven't really seen much of her in NXT. But I was happy that she won the Royal Rumble because it was somebody different. And I thought, well, I know she can work and the match will be you know, fairly decent between her and Sasha if it was going to be Sasha, which it is. And it's got me, I wouldn't say excited for the match, but interested. Now, to be honest, I've lost interest and I'm not particularly bothered. I will watch the match, of course. It's WrestleMania, but this this reading the results of this was exactly one of the reasons why I didn't watch a pay-per-view because I knew which way it was going to go. There was nothing necessarily entertaining or informative about it. Hasn't pushed the feud on in any way, really, than what it would have done. We could have done without this and just had a standard one-on-one feud without the complications going into Mania, and I think I would have been a bit more invested. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was a like, kind of mini turn at the end where Sasha Banks was like, you cost us the match and like slapped Bianca Bella, then Bianca Bella just kind of walked away gracefully. So maybe on SmackDown they'll push the fact that you slapped me and then 
it'll finally push the full-on heel turn of Sasha Banks. I say we've got three weeks, so hopefully they'll start pushing that now. Hopefully so. I, I just hope it don't end like it did last year with the um, Shayna Baszler, um, Becky Lynch way, because that get that match was complete opposite. It had such a great build, and then it was the match was awful, just <laughs> awful. The the ending was so stupid. Um, I'm just hoping that, like you said, they can get this fire going again and get us all back in interested in it. Brilliant. Okay, well, that brings us on to the third match of the night, which was for the Intercontinental Championship. We had Big E successfully defending against Apollo Crews. Now, this one, again, as I said, I didn't watch the event. I'm looking for the first time now. The match was only, it was less than six minutes long. And I thought, oh, if I do go back and watch any of the event, I'll probably watch this match just because this was one of the ones that intrigued me from the beginning. Now I'm looking at the fact it was less than six minutes long, so they gave them no time on the card. I mean, how was it? It was, to be fair, the ending made no sense. So for weeks we've been saying, oh, I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to show you who I am and why I'm the champion. The pinfall was um, a a roll-up that was counted into another roll-up. And then when and then when he immediately won, Apollo got upset and then stomped on him. And you don't know who I am, and he started stomping on him. You know, you, you're promising somebody for weeks that you're going to beat him up really badly. You have a six-minute match, and you win by roll-up. Cool, I'm fine with that. You're the champion, and you've pinned your challenger for the third time. So that, to me, ends the feud. But they're trying to continue it by saying, yeah, I've beaten him three times, but because I ro- rolled him up, it's probably going to stretch to mania. The storytelling doesn't really make much sense with it. I'm glad Big E won. But when you've got um, Apollo Crews being built as this new big star, why not do a count out or a disqualification? That would make more sense and stretch it for the next month. To do a, a little roll up, it made it made no sense the story they've been telling us for the past month. It just had no depth. And to be honest, mate, I wouldn't go back and watch it. It just bored me. I mean, the, this is the thing, and I agree with you on that. It's like you've had the face defeat the heel. Was it clean? I know it was a roll up, but was it a clean win? Yeah, it was a clean roll-up. It was he went for a roll, he got a one count, Apollo did. And then it was one of you know one of those roll-ups that kind of count a tilt 30 degrees yeah. and then they pin the other person. And it was a clear one, two, three, but then Apollo immediately beat him up straight afterwards. I just to me, a roll-up is a bit of a dick move, and it's usually something that a heel does on a face to win. Now I appreciate the titles on the line here, and they might want to save a title change if there is going to be one, depending on what the match is at WrestleMania. But then you just don't do the match at all. You just wait till Mania. The roll-up is a heel move that a heel does on a face. If a face is winning, the face has to me, like you say, that's the feud over. You might have a heel beat on them each week leading up to it, and then, hurrah, the, the face overturns everything six weeks down the line when they finally meet. Um, that's the end of the feud. Where's the progression in this? I agree with you. There isn't any. So, the only thing... Sorry, sorry, Brad. I was just going to top, um, top with it. You remember when you play 2K20 or 2K19 and you just learn how to play the game, but you, you don't learn how to kick out of pins? That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> like, you're just getting started in the match, but you've forgotten that you need to press X in this yeah. arrow thing, and it just pins you. That's what it reminded me of. It just it reminded me that they recreated yeah. 2K. It looks so sloppy, is why it looks so botchy, honestly. And it's a shame, because they're both good workers. They are, and the thing is that more annoyed me more than anything is they've had this week on week on week thing with the including the stairs. Nothing to do with the stairs <laughs> at all. That's what you want, Brad. You want that stairs match. Apollo, That's Apollo's TLC. bodyguards. <laughs> Apollo's bodyguards. Nowhere to be seen. Like, yeah, it was just. It was they hadn't hired the extras for this week, have they? 
No, they hadn't, unfortunately. But stairs it, on a pole match. It was very underwhelming. Were they on Raw? Was there a follow up on on Raw for this? Uh, no, sorry, they're they're SmackDown, isn't it? Oh, dear God. Was was there a follow-up on SmackDown? We will see. We will we see. see. <laughs> right. This brings us into our next match, which wasn't announced beforehand. We thought it was, then it wasn't, and technically it wasn't. We were expecting Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. We didn't put it on our predictions because it disappeared, and we said, well, it's probably been pulled. They're probably saving it to Mania. Well, look what happened, because Shane McMahon Allegedly injured himself beforehand, and yeah, we got what, what's Elias' friend? Oh, it was against Elias with Jackson Riker. I'm assuming was um, on the outside squash match, less than four minutes. Are we are we just moving on? Was there anything of note? Well, the, there was a backstage segment beforehand where Elias comes up to Shane McMahon and um, when he's coming out of the trainers room with ice on his knee, oh Shane, I should have a live spot at WrestleMania to sing my new songs. And then um, Shield Man's like shooing him off. And then all of a sudden goes, oh, come to the ring with me. And then you do a segment. He's like, yeah, you're my replacement. Um, and yeah, it was basically just a big squash match. Uh, nothing much to write home about. They did a follow-up on Raw, which is the exact same match. Um, no, nothing really. I think it's just expanding the thing. Oh. The, only inter- the only interesting thing about the entire thing is... Uh, Machine McMahon uh, edited Braun Strowman's T-shirt. So it says like the Stupid Express instead of the Braun, Braun-, Braun Express. How imaginative. That- <laughs> That's the only thing that like, caught my eye and actually entertained me about the entire thing. Yeah, at, at this point, I generally feel like Elias is being used as a scapegoat. If you need someone to be squashed, Elias is your man at this point, and I feel sorry for him. Jackson Elias Riker. great as well. Exactly, he's a great wrestler. Like He could be up there like feuding for stuff like that, for the US title, IC title, especially. He's more of a, he's more of a crowd guy, and so like, when he's playing the guitar, he's like, what does... What is... WWE stand for and not the entire crowd go walk with Elias with that no crowd interaction a, a character like Elias kind of dies it, yeah, it just doesn't work does it he's probably hmm. been one of the worst hit by the fact that they're in the Thunderdome without that like, like you say Joe that's a really good point that you make there he hasn't got that crowd to bounce off he hasn't got that interaction a lot of the other wrestlers don't necessarily need it. His character's pivotal, something like that. You know, effectively, I would argue more people, when they see Elias come down to the ring, they care more about shouting out a couple of words as part of his beginning promo than they do about his match. I'm guessing a lot of people switch off more for the match. They just care about the interaction to start with. But yeah, it's all leading to that Braun Shane match at WrestleMania. We'll get onto that. But yeah, nothing, nothing exciting to note. But we had Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke, which is building towards the old Cesaro match. So this went on a good 13 minutes. Was this the um, spot fest that we were hoping for? Danny, no, not at all. Oh, you, hey, thought was good. you thought it was good, did you, Brad? We, right, hang on, hang on. We've got, con- we've got different views here. Let's settle it like men. Go on, Brad. Why let's, did you let's think start with good? Brad. So Seth Rollins and Shinsuke are both amazing like wrestlers. I generally thought it, it wasn't as good as it could have been. I'll get that straight. But it was still a decent match. Compared to what we had gone through for the last hour, this was a little bit of breath of, a breath of fresh air, which was actually all right. Like I said, no, it wasn't as good as it could have been, especially with these two wrestlers. The finish was a bit weird as well. The stomp looked a bit weird. But it still was a decent match, uh, in my opinion. Got done. I, I was going to say, I mean, I agree with you. They were just trying to get their spots in. There wasn't, to me, there wasn't a story in this match. They just went, right, I want to do these moves. Seth goes, I want to do these moves. 
13, we got 13 minutes or 15 minutes. We'll do this, this, and this. There was no fluidity to it. There was no, like you said, with that first match, Brad, where you were on your phone the majority of it. I went in thinking, this is going to be my match of the night. I've always wanted to see these guys face each other on a pay-per-view. It's going to be brilliant. I was watching it and I went two minutes in. Oh, what's the, where's the skip button on my PlayStation controller so I can get through this match? I'm thinking, I came into this thing. This is going to be my match. I'm going to love this. Two of my, when I, you know, two of my favorite wrestlers um, at the moment bored me. Really, really bored me. And yeah, okay, they got their spots in. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, if you've got the sound off and it's on in the background, it'll look all right. But if you're looking at the storyline and it's built towards Cesaro versus Seth at Mania, the promo beforehand was way better than the match. You may as well not bother even having this match because it, it didn't build it towards anything. There was a clean win. It just didn't flow. I know. Yeah. Um, I know that it's not the same mantra as far as the expectations of AJ Styles and Shinsuke at WrestleMania. But I, from what I've read and from what you've said there, it seems to have similar connotations on the fact that people are expecting this to be, you know, really great because we've got two really great workers here. And I mean, is it is something to throw out to you? Is it a case of too much expectation? So even if it is a okay match or a decent match, it just doesn't live to the hype of what people are expecting. Or, and I'm just throwing this out there. This is two matches with Shinsuke and Nakamura in now that people have expected great things from and both have failed to deliver. Just putting that out there. I yeah, think... I what... Sorry, go on, Joe. I was going to say, um, I watched it with Dan and I just thought it was just all right. But it seems, Dan, I just thought it was just very going through the motions. Oh, you hit me with a kick and then I'll hit you with a kick. But there was no like real story to it, as Dan said. If there was more story to it, like, you took out my friend Cesaro and I want to avenge you taking him out and he's my best friend and if they went into a bit more of that into it, it was a bit more time invested to it it was a bit rushed, I agree with Dan, it was very much rushed and and everyone knows who's like a smart fan that those two were like the best wrestlers on the planet, if they had a lot more time and a lot more story, they could still match and I think that's why everyone was a bit disappointed because they expected more from it yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree. I think I generally think the position on the card affected it as well. It felt crammed in, like you're a bit of filler space, like go out and do something for a little bit of time. They didn't have enough time to do what they really could do. Interesting position on the card, like you say there, because next up was the no holes bar match, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Go on then, Joe, what's your opinions on this one? Because this, I think this one was longest match of the night, near on 20 minutes almost. I think it's probably the oh, best. Sorry, match, second second longest. Sorry, apologies. We've got the main event, but yeah, twenty minutes. Sorry, Joe. That's uh, sorry. Um, yeah, I think it's probably the the best match of the night. It was like an absolute grudge match. You know, they were telling story. You know, Sheamus and Drew. I've known twenty. You know, each other twenty years, and it's come to this. You know, Drew McIntyre came out in his Braveheart um, makeup, and Sheamus just came out as normal Sheamus. And there's a good old slog. They banned each other with um, kind of sticks. He went up into Thunderdome and like threw each other off. So I actually really enjoyed this match, to be fair. Any of you noticed the um, the thing with the sword where it looked like you just folded it in half when he put it in the ground? <laughs> yeah. Then, did you notice that? He put it in the ground, but instead of it going straight down, it just kind of bent and went the other way as well. Vince, it's Vince McMahon's sword as well. He's not going to be happy with that. It, yeah, but overall, again, it was it was a generally it was probably arguably the best match of the night. Like the the spot with the white noise through the table, that was 
call it brutal. And you knew it was brutal when they zoomed in on their backs and you could see the welts, they were bleeding from their backs. I would say it was everything that, that we thought it was going to be. Yeah, I agree with you, Brad. I mean, it was my, again, it was my favourite match of the night as well. I'll, I'll echo that with you guys. My favourite spot. I did like that white noise with the table. But when they went out into the Thunderdome and um, they did that spot where they threw them through the Thunderdome crowd and there was like those sparks going everywhere. And they're like, oh my God, what's going on? I, I, I actually said, Jazz, oh, look at that spot. That was amazing. They showed a replay of it. Um, and then they had that uh, jib at the bottom of the stairs that was conveniently there so they could wheel him back to the ring really quickly. Um, all in all, really enjoyed it. I thought that was a brilliant match. It flowed really well. It told a good story. And you knew those two were just going to batter each other. Um, it worked out really well. Um, that was, to me, back match of the night. It did what it said on the tin. We knew what we were going to get, and I'm happy with it. So this is the match I need to go and watch from the paper. 100%. View. Yeah. What about Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton? May I add, at this point, I'd fallen asleep. <laughs> well, we had the return. He is back. Jason Voorhees himself. Jason. Melted mask. <laughs> Melted. <laughs> well, it's a bit of both, isn't it? You know, <laughs> we've got we've got the burns of Kruger. We've got the mask of Voorhees. It's it's Freddy versus Jason compiled into one character. I mean, he's back. We look. We knew he was coming back. We knew that the whole point of this match was to set up the fact that we'd have the returning fiend. Uh, I've seen a lot of conflicts online and a lot of people not liking his new look. Um, I dig it. I think it looks really, really good. I mean, what else are you going to do? The the man was set on fire by God. You know, what by else God. is he going to look like? Um, Jamie, what do you think about the um, the mounting Alexa Bliss? It's the dream, isn't it? It's what everybody wants. I mean, did, I you see it? did you see it on Twitter, though? Like, Randy Orton's wife was like, you fucked up, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I mean, like, if that's not a thing just to be like, Randy Orton, like, what, 16 years in the business, it's the best moment of his career. He loved that it. moment right there. <laughs> no, um, no, I loved it. I, I, quite, I enjoyed the match. Like I said, it was just pure storytelling, isn't it? Like I said, it wasn't like an instant wrestling classic, but, you know, to build Alexa Bliss as, say, Sister Abigail, whatever she wants to be, or, like, building this supernatural phenomenon that is The Fiend, it was a good match. Like I said, she's just messing around outside, going, dropping the lights on Randy Orton and being all like, ooh, nearly, I nearly got you. <laughs> it was great. Um, <laughs> you know, just for, like, a, a silly match in between. Um, I had no issues with it. I mean... Uh, Randy Orton's one of my favourite wrestlers of all time. And so is Alexa Bliss. So, you know, why not? It, it was fun for me. I enjoyed it. It was Anyone? stupid. Of course it was. But, you know, <laughs> it's just storytelling. <laughs> just building upon, like you said, the return of The Fiend and then that WrestleMania match. Again, I know we all predicted. I don't think, I think maybe one person, I want to say maybe Brad put Alexa Bliss to win the match. <laughs> Bradley did oh, not, I but, no I, but I know who did. Believe yeah. you me. <laughs> we will get on to that. Um, um, any, yeah, anyone like, have, have anything else to add to it for that match? Like no, just a, yeah. just a bit of nonsense, wasn't it? I mean, it sets up for WrestleMania. And yeah, he did look like a burnt bit of toast, but <laughs> it works. And, you know, after WrestleMania, we can go back to his fun-loving Bray in the fun house. Oh, yeah, we, you know, we've managed to heal ourselves from the bins. You know, his eye will all of a sudden be fine. Um, but for now, yeah, it's, it's, it's decent. It works and it adds to the story. And it's actually, I'm looking forward to it this time more than I was Four odd years ago. I think we all are. <laughs> worm on the ceiling match. Uh. He reminded me a bit of Leather Face as well, and his like, cap, yes. like what he was wearing. 
brilliant, brilliant, great, great comparison. Didn't even think about that. Yeah, no, absolutely, completely. Go on then, Joe. Lead us into the main event. Roman Reigns defeated Daniel Bryan to retain the Universal Championship. To be honest, I think it's what you know all of us were expecting. We we were expecting you know Daniel Bryan, the ultimate underdog, to do really well, but Roman Reigns ultimately wins. You know, I'm surprised with the amount of interference. You know, James who coming in and like the ref. We knew there was going to be a ref, but we knew Andrew was going to get involved. But I was surprised at like how much interference there was. So I'm I'm gonna to have to agree with Bradley. I'm thinking that Daniel Bryan is probably gonna get involved because that victory wasn't definitely wasn't a clean victory and there was so much like shenanigans going involved. It's gonna to get to a point now where you can't win without help. So I think it was a good mid event, but it's definitely building up to WrestleMania what's gonna happen next. Yeah, but um what happened with Edge then? Is this a heel turn? Um, we'll have to wait till SmackDown, yeah. but I think they work in tonight, weren't they? Like, but whether he actually does go full heel on SmackDown, we don't know. But they definitely hinted that he has turned at the end. I mean, it was it was strange, wasn't it? Because I forgot that Edge was special enforcer for half the match. I didn't even spot him on the cameras. Didn't make much of a business. And he just had his arms folded beside of the announcer's table. He was stood in the corner. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even I said to Joe, I was like, "Isn't Edge supposed to be in that?" He said, "Yeah, yeah, look over there. He's in the corner." Like we, the, they weren't commentating about it. He didn't really get into shot. Like he weren't. He wasn't standing. You know, you think of Tyson at WrestleMania 14. You knew he was there. See him all the time. And then you look at Edge in this match. Another special enforcer. He didn't really get involved until there was the ref bump, and then he came in. He counted a near three counters, um, two and a three bits. And then Roman started having a go at him because he came in to do a count. Um, there was some shenanigans with um, Jey Uso, you know, the resident scrappy-do, coming in and super-kicking everybody. Um, it was, yeah, I tell you what, match-wise, it was decent. But the turn at the end where he's like, no, this is not how it ends. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think Brad's had a bit of a Nostradamus moment on this one, predicting it's going to be a triple threat. Out of all the triple threats he mentioned last week, I think this one's the most likely. I think they will be adding Debray, and he's on the WrestleMania poster with him. So he's either not on the show and on the WrestleMania poster, or he's in the match. Yep, nope, fair, fair point. Right then, that was Fastlane in all its glory. We have. I want to a... say as well, uh, just in that match uh, before we do continue, like they did actually make Roman Reigns look like a pretty good wrestler. There was a lot of like holds and technical wrestling behind it, so you have to give props to Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan for putting on a clinic, so to speak, because it was like a classic hold. Like I'm going to put some holds on you, and obviously like pull on it, and like obviously trying to make him tap. And obviously Reigns, from what I'm aware, has never tapped before, similar to like John Cena, have never tapped, and they always like thinking, oh, is this the moment where he's going to tap? I mean. He did tap, but, you know, the ref didn't see it. But, no, like, props to Roman Reigns because he does get a lot of slack for saying that he can't wrestle or he's just a beast, but it was quite a good technical match. It reminds me of, um, I, I can't remember if he ever did in the rest of his career. I'm sure he did, but there was a time when Kurt Angle didn't tap out and that's when he had his I'll Make You Tap t-shirt. I um, used to own that, wear that all the time, worn that out completely. And he was in a feud with Chris, he shall not be named, Benoit. And um, Chris Benoit, <laughs> cripple across the base, Kurt Angle tap out, but just after a match, and Edge and Christian are there, and he's just watching it over and over again. His Kurt Angle just fast forwarded it, rewinded it, watching <laughs> it back. And uh, he's going, tell me, guys. He goes, 
if it's not an official match and there isn't an official bell and there wasn't an official ref, then nobody really tapped out. And Edge of Christian like, yeah, but Kurt, look at you. He goes, if there wasn't an official ref, I didn't officially tap out. <laughs> it always takes me back to that. But no, yeah, you're right. He um he tapped out did Reigns. Not officially, though, so it doesn't go on the record. But yeah, I think for all the triple threat matches that Bradley predicted last week, all 12 of them... Perhaps so. I mean, I'll be the first to admit I didn't think they were going to do it because it didn't make make much storyline sense. But who knows? It's not confirmed yet. But we will move on to that in a moment because we do have, as I say, the Prediction League. Somebody got... I mean, we didn't go through all the matches, as we know, because some of them weren't announced. Um, So we went with five matches in total. Somebody got all five predictions correct, I will say. Um, some did better than others. We'll start with Joe. Correctly predict Nia and Shayna. Picked Apollo. Picked McIntyre. Picked Reigns, but then picked the Alexa Auto match as a no contest. So Joe gets three points for Nia, Shayna, McIntyre and Reigns. Dan, couple right. Only the two right on this one, I'm afraid. Went for Big E and Reigns. Um, oh, sorry. No, three in total. I do apologise. You also went for Nyra and Shayna. I'll give you an extra point on the uh, yeah. on the overall there. There we go. Um, but also went with Sheamus and Orton. Jamie, Nyra and oh. Shayna, correct. Big E, correct. McIntyre, correct. Orton, uh, sorry, Reigns, correct, but went for Randy Orton to win. So four I want you to go back and one. listen to it because I'm sure I said Alexa. He did not. <laughs> he did not. Um, <laughs> Bradley, who is currently leading the prediction pay-per-view table somehow after Googling the results in advance like he does the quiz, <laughs> um, only got two right on this one. He went for Nyra and Shader and Big E, but then he went for Seamus, Daniel Bryan, and a no contest on the um, Randy Orton match. I had a bit of wiggle room. I had a bit of wiggle room to, to go with some crazy stuff. And then we get on to the mighty Taron, the mighty me, who got every single one right. I'm the only person to predict that Alexa Bliss would beat Randy Orton. I got a full fire out of five. What I will say is that didn't really make much difference on the overall predictions. After adding it all up, Dan improved slightly. You are still bottom. You're on seven points. Taryn and Joe, 11 points in total now, uh, tying. Jamie on 13, and yeah, I think Bradley might be winning. Brad. 17, but we'll move on. In the famous <laughs> words. What was in, that? In the famous <laughs> words of Booker T, Brad. Brad, I'm coming for you. <laughs> well, wait, wait until we get onto some news because something is included on the news today that actually quite relates to that. But that's where we get onto our news section. We're going to have a look at WrestleMania now. We're going to break down what's been noted so far for night one and two. Well, and a couple of matches that haven't been scheduled, um, haven't been noted for which nights yet, but have been announced. This isn't our predictions. This is just a rundown as far as what's been announced so far. Um, really, guys, I, I think everything so far, maybe bar one match, we um, didn't see coming. Uh, sorry, we did see coming apart from the one match. Um, so we've got Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, of course, for the WWE Championship. Uh, that's on night one. 
Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin are banned from ringside. That's the big <laughs> stipulation for this one. Um, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair for night one as well. And the man that only a couple of weeks ago was the face of the company, the two-time WWE champion, The Miz will face... Fuck, yeah. I can't even say it. Will face Bad Bunny. In International a superstar. Your favourite, Bradley's favourite. Um, <laughs> interestingly enough, as a singles match, whether or not that gets changed to a tag match, I'm going to say it probably will, because what else other than standing outside the ring is John Morrison and Damien Priest going to do? Plus it protects Bad Bunny by having Damien Priest in it as well. Knowing WWE, they're going to stick with it as a singles match, but I assume it's going to be changed to a tag match, but we'll see. But um, yeah, that's what's been announced for night one, guys. Any thoughts on those three matches so far? I, obviously, we haven't covered night two yet. but I Well, no, hence the reason that was night yeah. one, Bradley. It's not as good. <laughs> great. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, I think Sasha Banks and um, Bianca Bella is probably going to steal the show, I would have thought. Um, Drew versus Bobby, I think in that'll be a solid match. They're both like big monster, you know, jacked up guys. It's going to be, you know, two big guys beating the crap out of each other. And Bad Bunny and the Miz. It's it's just like the entertainment value, isn't it? It's just because Bad Bunny is bringing like the outside audience who don't normally watch WWE into watch WrestleMania. You know, all the people, you know, look at all the merch Bad Bunny sold. They'll be like, oh, Bad Bunny's on WrestleMania. We'll watch that. So that's just going to be like a filler match, I think. It's going to be match of the year. <laughs> oh, please. Jesus Christ. On a he, has, um, he has dropped the 24-7 title now, hasn't he? We did yeah, he gave it, it back. He passed. He passed it. He didn't oh, he gave. He gave. Yeah, because because champions just give their titles up, don't they? I'd, and <sighs> tell people that they respect the business as they do it. He, he made, the t- he made he's our truth to say his name though. He's like um, David Priest said, he, "What's his name?" He's like, "You, you bad bunny. He's bad, he's bad you bunny. bunny. You bad bunny." <laughs> He's dropping the title so he can go for the Universal or the World title. That's what he's doing. <laughs> you heard it here first. Right, night two then. Three matches announced for night two so far. We've got The Fiend against Randall Keith Orton. Roman Reigns defending currently as it stands in a singles match against Edge. And Asuka defending against, oh, here it comes, Rhea Ripley. Go for it, yes. guys. Yes. I'm very, very happy. Yes! That's all I'm going to keep saying is yes. I've wanted this since we've done the Royal Rumble prediction. Rhea the, only thing, Sorry, the, only thing I'll, the only thing I'll say about the Rhea Ripley thing is it tarnishes the Royal Rumble a little bit because who were the final two in the Women's Royal Rumble? It was Rhea Ripley and okay, it was Bianca okay. Belair. So really, it didn't really matter who won the Royal Rumble because both of them I were getting say, world title matches. Yeah, I did say that she was going to face Asuka for the title after It Royal makes Rumble. no sense. And I think they did it last year as well, didn't they? They had um, Who won last year's Women's Royal Rumble? It was um, Charlotte Flair. So she was in the NXT title match. But then yeah. they had... Um, Shayna was one, second, weren't she? Shayna was second and she had the Royal Women's title match. So final two, it really doesn't matter who wins. Why can't they do it like they did in 2000? Um, was it 2002? I think they had like Mr. Perfect in like the last four and we were all like, oh, amazing. Pretty much we get to the final couple of them. You know they're all going to Mainer anyway, so it doesn't really matter who wins, you know. Um, they all win. Yeah. yeah. But you say that, Dan, but is it not 
the fans that win because we get to see Rhea Ripley against Oscar. We win with this match. It's going to be a really good match. I think it, out of the, the women's matches in out so far, like Brad said, it's what we all wanted. I'm looking forward to it. They're going to smash each other up. And I, you know what? If you said to me, what would you rather? Charlotte Flair versus Oscar again? Or would you rather Rhea Ripley versus Asuka? 100% we'd all pick Rhea Ripley, Asuka. They'll tell a good story. She's a heavy hitter. She's worked really hard. You know, she, she needs to work on her promos a little bit because the one on Raw was a little bit, hmm. you know, stuttery. But, yeah. you know, it's been picking holes. It's, it, I'm looking forward it's to it. It's the first night on the main roster officially, yeah, isn't it? exactly. So it can be forgiven. Also, also, I don't know if you noticed, they've upgraded her entrance. Her entrance is now the... She gets zoomed in. Everything. She gets zoomed in on now, didn't she? Like, she, she, she comes out. They oh, zoom in on her. His Zoom is it now, so they stopped using Microsoft Teams on her, and they've gone to Zoom. They've upgraded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the the other World Heavyweight Championship match, Edge versus Roman Reigns, is just basically washed up returning star versus the big dog, the head of the table, who's better, isn't it? It's like icon versus. It's like rock versus. You know, it's like old school versus new school almost. I think that's the way they're going to go with it. So is there anyone here that doesn't think Daniel Bryan will get added to make it a triple threat match? Is there anyone here that thinks it will stay as a singles match and Daniel Bryan will do something different? No chance. Mm, no, I, I, I still think what I said a couple of months ago, that they'll Daniel Bryan will be in it, but there'll be some kind of stipulation if Daniel Bryan loses or something that his career's on the line or something along those lines. I, I personally think the only reason Bryan's in there is to take the pen, personally. That's my reasoning why I think he's in there. Um, it's a good so, so I think so you don't you don't think it's going to be yes or mania too. Definitely <laughs> not. I, I can't can see, see if it was an edge, then maybe because you can't really have edge come back in. But then I said this the other week. I was like, are they going to just do the same what they did with Batista? Bring Batista back. Batista was supposed to go for the title, like, and then Daniel Bryan decided to get really hot with the fans and then obviously there was no choice he had to be in the match then he would win the title and Batista was just left like are they going to do the same with Edge because he's getting a little bit older and Daniel Bryan's I, I don't think they will I think that's the whole reason Daniel Bryan's in there is Edge I really feel like Edge is winning the title Daniel Bryan pinning Daniel Bryan pinning Daniel Bryan making Roman Reigns look strong he'll have a little run with the title Roman Reigns will come back and win it that's what I personally think. But what is the point of the Rumble, like Dan just said? We've already said it about um, Oscar Rhea Ripley. You know, um, now we're looking at it in respect of this match. Edge wins the Rumble fair and square. He gets his shot at WrestleMania. He gets his singles match. Oh, but Daniel Bryan, who got eliminated three quarters of the way through the Rumble or whenever he did, also gets to go for it. So, you know, if you're Edge, surely you're going... This is, this is what I was saying last week as far as I didn't think they would do this because from a storyline perspective, it doesn't make sense. When does that ever hold the WWE back, though? You know, let's be honest. So it, does it surprise me that it's potentially going to be a trouble threat match? No. Does it make sense? No. Why would Edge want to insert another person into the match when he has his shot, his main event, he's won the Rumble, he gets to face Reigns for the big title or the joint big title, you know, Universal Championship, why would he want to make this trouble throw match? Why would he want somebody else to be in the match? It just doesn't make sense to me, and that's why I, uh, I I'm i happy in a way that it's going to be a trouble threat match, 
I don't want Edge to be the champion. Again, this isn't a predictions. We'll get into the predictions. He's got an Edge tattoo. Um, (laughs) I do. No, I do have an Edge tattoo, but I like the tattoo. It's not to do with Edge. (laughs) The the star. Don't get me wrong. I like Edge. I, I was absolutely buzzing when we heard he might be coming back and he did come back at the Rumble a couple of years back. Of course, what his career was cut short. He had a few more years left in him and, you know, he had an awful injury. So, you know, I was absolutely buzzing when he came back. Do I think he should be the world champion again? I'm not saying no, but do I think he should be beating Roman Reigns? The the way that they built Roman Reigns, the unstoppable force, um, you know, finally they're doing something decent with Roman that everybody's finally enjoying. Do I think that it should be Edge, the 46-year-old, however old he is, heading up towards 50-year-old, coming out of retirement after years of being away to face him and be the one that dethrones him? No, I don't. But if Goldberg's already done that. it and he was older. But <laughs> yeah, but did he beat Roman Reigns? He didn't, did he? Oh, he beat the Fiend. Well, oh, that's stupid in itself. So if you're going to do that, then again, like what you just said, Brad, you've got Daniel Bryan in there to take the pinfall. But that just de- devalues it for me. You should, if you're going to be having the match, shouldn't be triple threat match. It should be one on one. Arguably, should it be Edge and Roman Reigns? No, I would have preferred to have seen. I mean, I don't know what they would have done in respect of Bobby Lashley, but I think that that's kind of all just happened out of the blue. To me, it should have been Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. I I, I want to see Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns for the Universal the WWE title more than I want to see Edge versus Roman Reigns and more than I want to see a triple threat match. Will the match be good? I'm sure it will. Do I like all three men in the match? Absolutely. Of course I do. Is it the match that I want to see though at Mania potentially for Roman Reigns dropping the title to Edge just because Daniel Bryan takes the pinfall? Absolutely not. Eh. Lovely. Right. We've got a rant over. Um, My my opinion might change by the time we get to our predictions, uh, you know, the week of Mania, but that's as it is at the moment. Two matches that haven't been confirmed for either night yet. Um, You know, take your pick which night it's going to be. Tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championship. The New Day defending against uh, AJ Styles and Omos and... Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon currently scheduled to be a singles match with no stipulation. Do we think there's going to be... Well, let's start with the tag team match. Is anybody particularly that bothered on it? And when it comes to Braun Strowman, Shane McMahon, do we think there'll be a stipulation? Yes and yes. I'm interested in the match. It's probably just going to be like a last man standing match or some shit like that, isn't it? Oh god! Oh, as long just as they don't use the handcuffs. Don't use them dreaded handcuffs. It's it's gonna be like a a bloody a Buccaneers pirate street fight, <laughs> something <laughs> weird like that. And you'll make him like you said last week. You'll make him walk the plank. <laughs> well, I think they did say actually. Sorry, they did say that there is going to be a stipulation, isn't there? So. Is it going to be, because I think that's being announced on Raw next week, isn't it, what the stipulation is? Yeah, Shane McMahon said, yeah, yeah, and you can have whatever match you want. I'll give you whatever match you want. He's kind of the walk, the black match. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, like you just said, is it going to be some sort of Booking no street, street fight, like you say, where 
or will they call it something stupid like a walk the plank match like we joked last week? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. Or if it is, we're putting that clip on and say this was recorded three weeks ago. We we know what's going on. We've got they, the well, inside scoop. <laughs> I think it's I don't think it's necessarily an inside scoop. I think it's quite obvious that WWE management listen to Grapplecast <laughs> each and every week on your chosen subscriber that's, platform. That's why they did the I that's why they did the um the angle earlier. Well, yeah, Edge and Brian, they're like, you know, that Bradley guy knows what he's on about. I think... Well, I don't know if they'd say Bradley knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I think with this match, you remember a few years ago we had Shane McMahon versus The Miz, and they were tag team, they were tag team partners, and all of a sudden he slapped them as his dad, and then they had a match that went all around the arena. Paul Counter anywhere, wasn't it? Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be a carbon copy of that match. Yeah. You know, they fall off a big platform. Shane McMahon may get a win. That's the only reason. That's the only way Shane's going to win is if they fall off a big platform and he happens to cover him. Um, otherwise, it's Braun just getting a win because he can Shane McMahon putting him over. But it's going to be an exact carbon copy of that Miz match. Um, but yes, I think that having them in a normal grapple match, a normal one on one, doesn't really sell it for it all of us. It doesn't work for those yeah. two. It did. I remember when. Um... A few years back, we had the AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon match, and everyone was a bit like, AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon? We all were. Even I was. I'll admit that. Then it turned into a decent match. I'm sure they rehearsed yeah. it crazy, but who cares? It ended up being a decent match. You can't have that type of match with Braun Strowman. So, no. you know, as we know, as they've said, there's going to be a stipulation. So I'll throw this out there. Is What if it if it's not a street fight of some kind or false count anywhere of some kind, which I think it's going to be because Shane McMahon likes jumping off things and he'll be probably the one that jumps off the ship instead of Kevin Owens in whatever match Kevin Owens is going to be in. Or will it be Hell in a Cell again, just so Shane McMahon oh. can jump off the top of the cell again? I don't think... I was going, leaning more to, towards, I think it'll be a steel cage match. I think. And he'll fling him off the top through a table. And that's how Shane wins. When so was the last game. time there was a steel cage match at WrestleMania? I can't remember. Has there? Oh, here we go. Has there ever been a steel cage match? There must have been, of course. The there's been, there's been Hell in the Cells. There's been Bossman. Yeah. Hell in the Cell. There's been. But has there um, been a steel cage match? Um, yes. There oh, yes. King WrestleMania Kong, two. King Kong Bundy versus Hulk Hogan. WrestleMania two. Yeah. So has there been a steel cage match since WrestleMania two? Don't think so. Would you? I'm on the Google, guys. Don't you worry. Well, we know you're on the Google when he's not. <laughs> Usually, you're already. on the Google when it comes to the end of the show when we're on the quiz. <laughs> but there's been it... plenty of um, there's been plenty of Hell in a Cell match. I think there's been what four or five Hell in a Cell matches. Oh yeah, but in certainly terms in the last few Steel years, Cage, us, yeah. Steel Cage, it has something that you have to end a feud. I mean, at WrestleMania. You'd have to have it above the ring. It'd be hard to set up, yeah. wouldn't it? Like with a hell in a cell, you can have it set up. Everyone would be taking pictures, but a steel cage. I remember him setting up the steel cage for WrestleMania 2, and you had like all of the referees coming in and them all carrying it like yeah. ladders into the ring. It was brill. The match itself was piss poor. It was dog shit. Oh, well, but, of course it was. Oh, it awful. Because I'm on, I've just finished WrestleMania 3 now. WrestleMania 1 and 2, boring. WrestleMania 3, there's tons of fans, massive pageantry. They're hyping up Hogan versus. Andre, brilliant pay-per-view. Um, but yeah, WrestleMania 2 is dreadful. Right, go on then, Brad. Judging from that, that was the last steel cage match. The Oof. one and only. Right, let's do it then. I'm going to predict, I'm going to steal what Bradley said. It's going to be my official prediction. Um, it won't happen, but let's throw it out there. Steel cage match, Braun Strowman, Shane McMahon. 
I thought Brad said that um, Adam Pearce was going to be involved and it's going to be a triple threat. <laughs> I thought... <laughs> I, I did think it was going to be a two-on-one match. No, I, I did think that at one point. But, um, yeah, no, hasn't happened. Go on then, guys. Tag team match. Let's finish this off, what we've got so far. New Day and AJ and Omos. Um, I will echo what Brad said. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be good. Um, I Are we just pre- excited for it, though, just to see what Om- how dog no, shit Omos is going to be? I'm excited for it because AJ gets the triple crown if he wins the tag belts. Um, yep, and I'm, a, I'm, a his- I'm a history kind of guy. I'd like to see that happen. It doesn't matter if New Day lose the belts. They can win it two weeks later and they're then a 12 or 13 time tag champs. Well, this they is why get- they're doing it, isn't it? They want them to get there. Yeah, They want to, you know, want to build them as a brand. Um, you know, They're going to be going for years. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with Brad. I'm looking forward to the match. I think it'll be a solid 10 minutes we get to see ASOS work you know everyone's more ranting about what his ring attire is going to be than you know because he's had all he be you know he's got a nice jackets and nice turtlenecks and he's had his chains and you know they're always like making say oh what's he gonna have as his ring attire but match wise it'll be solid they've already hyped it up that he's um chokeslang that Xavier Woods over a barricade so I think it'll be a solid match will it be match of the night no but it'd be decent I think his Go on, Brad. I was going to say, I can't wait for him to do a shooting star press off the top rope. <laughs> New Omos. Yeah, can't wait. That's what I said. I... He's going to do a flip over the top rope to the outside of some random crap like that. What's his attire going to be then? I think it'll be um, original Ezekiel Jackson attire where he wore the um, <laughs> pants, like the the glossy pants with boots. Or will he wear the trunks? I'm going think... with, because he said on Raw... Um, they said, oh, who's your favourite wrestler? You don't even know your tag team partner. Who's your favourite wrestler? AJ's like, that's simple. AJ Styles is his favourite wrestler. And he just goes, no, Andre the Giant. So I think he's just going to have that singlet. You think he'll have a singlet? Mate, he's going to be Andre the Giant. He has to be. <laughs> Let's see. Or he's going to borrow Goldberg shorts. <laughs> when you no, got WrestleMania Goldberg's at 9 be... and you got a dodgeball at 10. <laughs> I'm going to throw this out there then just before we move on to our next section, which is discussing the current Hall of Fame news. Why I'm a little bit scared that Goldberg hasn't been brought up since the Rumble. I think we're going to rule out that Brock's going to be at the Rumble, uh, the WrestleMania this year. It ain't going to happen, but there's still time for Goldberg. Is he going to be at WrestleMania? Is he going to be in a match? And if not, is he just going to be there in some sort of capacity? I pray not. I mean, um, I mean, he doesn't really need it, does he? I mean, <clears throat> Goldberg just goes against big opponents. I mean, if he's not in the world title picture, then what's the point in being there? I'll throw it out there. If you, if there's one match I want to see Goldberg have, and it's not going to happen because we saw Sheamus break his scooter on Raw, you would want to see Riddle versus Goldberg. That's the match I'd want to see if he was up there. If not, yeah. keep him off there. You know, do Goldberg at 47. On the uh, the you on the network instead. But then, to be honest, Riddle, who else we want to see? see? But then Riddle's going to have to beat Goldberg, bro. Does it? And, and <laughs> you know, is that realistic? Riddle beating Goldberg. I'd yeah. like to see Goldberg win the US title. I think that'd be funny. But surely Riddle's going to win. And if Riddle, if there is, I don't think it's going to happen at Mania. But if Goldberg was to come back and challenge Riddle, Riddle's got to win for me. And surely that's the thing that puts Goldberg out. If, if he loses to Riddle, and that's nothing against Riddle, I'm just talking about, you know, kayfabe here, storyline perspective. 
if Riddle Goldberg's supposed to win, he's the powerhouse. He's Goldberg. <laughs> he's the you know undefeated Goldberg. Rarely loses these days. Um, if he's losing to Riddle, that's got to be it for me. That's got to be his last match because where's the credibility in the Goldberg character? If we're looking at storyline character wise from there. Um, but yeah, that's that's if um, Goldberg has a match of mania. I mean, one thing we know he's not going to do, he ain't going to host it because we've got our hosts. It's Hogan <laughs> and Titus O'Neil. Um, we should probably not discuss that because I think everybody's thinking the same thing. I think we know why they've paired them together. Um, he works well with oh. people, doesn't he? Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not racist anymore. Look at my black friend, Titus O'Neil. Well, yeah, I think they're trying to help the race relations within the company, aren't they? And I yeah. think this is a I mean, way of doing it publicly. And all and all for it, you know, that's a positive thing. What Hogan did was, you know, disgusting. And he's apologised. Uh, most of them, except for the apologies, some of them didn't. But either way, the WWE are choosing to promote him now and use their and promote their business through him. That's entirely up to him. I'd like to think he's learned a lesson. But I think the reason of doing so without speaking out of term, the reason that they've put them together is surely just for the um the sexual overtones. <laughs> the racial overtones. Excuse me. I love that shell management promo. But that's what it is. You know I I, I don't think they the WWE would probably deny it and the pro or, or not comment on it. But I think that's the reason that they're doing it. And more power to them. More power to them if they're doing it for the positive connotations, which I hope they are. You look at the um there was they've had hosts quite a lot of years. Last year's uh, host was that Rob Gronkowski guy from that NFL team that's that no one's Rob ever heard. Rob Gronkowski of. had that yeah. Super Bowl <laughs> winning. Four-time Rob Gronkowski. What, 24 of champion? And yeah. even he couldn't do the job properly, so had to bring in, what's his name, Mojo Rawley, which we haven't seen since. But if you think about it... No, I got, I got, I got. It was Titus. Titus O'Neill took over halfway through the show. Titus is going to be the two-time host two years in a row. He had that thing, didn't he, where he goes... I have no idea what I've just. <laughs> that was the best part of WrestleMania. <laughs> that was the funniest bit. But we we've had it. We've had Alexa Bliss, um, New, Day. New Day, The Rock. Um, I feel like I'm missing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why they have to have a ho- there's no need. There's no need. It's just a way to Hogan on the Jersey card. Show. And... Yeah. Enough said. Right. That's that's mania. We'll get on to more of it with the predictions, but. Speaking of mania, we have a Hall of Fame ceremony. There's been some Hall of Fame news this week. Oh, it's been busy. It has been busy. There's been some announcements. There's been some rumours. There's been a removal. Um, let's get into it. Let, let's start with the removal. Guys, Batista, the yeah. Hall of Fame class of 2020, last year's going in this year, will now no longer not be going in at all, or certainly not this year. Maybe next year, let's hope. Fingers crossed for him. I feel he does deserve it. He should go in. But um, by his own admission, by the looks of it, he's effectively pulled himself out of it. And it's been agreed. There's no animosity from what I understand. Um, It's just scheduling conflicts. Whether it's got anything to do with Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I don't know if they're filming that at the moment. But whatever it's in Australia. There we go then. So Well, it's not Guardians. It's Thor 4. And apparently, because at the end of Endgame, he went with them. Oh, spoilers, film. I've never seen it. No, as I long as it's not crap. as bad as Thor 3, which was the worst Marvel movie I've ever watched. Well, I would argue 
it's Marvel, so it's all bad. But we're not here to discuss about films. That's a different podcast, I'm sure. We'll I've see that in a few that. hours. Oh, God, it's going to be a late one tonight, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Batista, he, he's, he's out. Not for good, he's just out this year. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I see, sorry, I was going to say, um, I've seen something on Dirt Sheets basically saying, I've got scheduling conflicts. I'd rather do it with fans there. There's no animosity. I just want to do it next year with fans and so I could thank people properly. It was all quite nice and quite to the point and short. So there we go. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I was going to echo the same thing. I was going to say he said that it, he wanted to do it in front of fans. It works well. I think they've got, I think that means that they'll be able to induct maybe one or two extra people in the 2021 uh, Hall of Fame now because they haven't got Batista as the main headline of 2020 so they've got that extra space um but it works well they've, they've agreed that they will induct him in, in a future one um which works out well um and yeah he's you would assume chap. next year wouldn't you and i suppose yeah. fingers crossed fans will be at the hall of fame next year as well so i i think he personally deserves to be inducted in front of fans just because of everything that he has done for the company but then again i say that we look at the put one of the people who have been inducted today and you would think well they would want to be in front of fans but you know very true. We'll move on to him in a moment because we have already had a um, an entry announced either tail end of last week or beginning of this week. I think it was literally just after we'd been recording the podcast, the I want to say. Um, the former WCW, well, whatever you want to call him, conglomerate for WCW. I mean, the man himself, he's back. And I think this is very much deserving Eric Bischoff. I'm yeah, back. I <laughs> I'm happy with it to be honest. Um, we were we were like rumoring, oh, could he ever be put in? They don't usually put in like heads of company. I think was Jim Crockett put in once. I don't know if he was put in. I don't want to say if Jim Crockett's in. Jim Crockett senior. Jim Crockett senior might be in that like legacy. I, I mean, I might just be making this up, but I've got a feeling he might have been putting that like weird legacy wing they did a couple of years in a row where arguably people that should have gone in separately, like Luna Vachon was put in this legacy wing and, and so was Lord Alfred Hayes. Like yeah, those two about should have had separate individual entities. So to me, it, it kind of makes, like I thought the idea of the legacy wing was supposed to be almost like people that had no real affiliation with the WWE, but they're recognizing them for their contributions to the world of wrestling as a whole, you know, they were in different promotions or they were, you know, they existed years before the WWE existed. The, you know, the 10s to 20s, 30s, they were involved in that. But then they decided to put people that were very much involved and for a good few years in the WWE in the legacy wing. So to me, that kind of shits on them a bit. And I'm not really happy about that. But yeah, no. I, I don't, I don't know if Jim Crockett Sr. is in the legacy wing. I know Jim Crockett Jr isn't but he's unfortunately passed away in the last few weeks hasn't he as well yes, yeah quite sad but I've, yeah i think with eric bischoff just for his uh, character on wwe programming deserves a hall of fame let alone everything that he did in wcw and nitro like when you talk about raw general managers he's the first one that comes to mind when you think of general yeah. managers he's probably the first one that comes to mind he was one of the greatest on-screen personalities uh, within wwe the creator of the eliminated exactly chamber, allegedly so um, and he had um, you don't even he need had to stone, talk. yeah he had stone cold's last ever match as well 
Technically so, yeah, yeah. You don't even need to talk about Nitro. Everything that he's done in WWE, like granted it's not as good as what he did in Nitro, but it's still good to be in the Hall of Fame for everything that he's done. When you look at some people, he's only had like one matches in there. Fucking Pete Rose is in there. I know it's a celebrity wing, but still. But I mean, even in WCW, yes, most of his on-screen character was affiliated with the NWO and, you know, we know how it all got a bit too much NWO and then every bugger was a member of it. But if you look at him from a business standpoint, he is responsible. It is down to Eric Bischoff, really, you know, 80, 90% of it. He is responsible for Raw beating, uh, sorry, Nitro beating Raw. What was it? Uh, 83 weeks. 83 weeks, sorry, yeah. In a row. I only know that because that's his podcast. his podcast with Conrad, yeah. yeah. Um, Conrad Thompson. (laughs) But he, you know, it's down, it is down to him, a large part of it. Um, Other than that, I mean, Bradley, do you know what... Do you know who Eric Bischoff is? (laughs) No, Bradley, Bradley, do you know what HLA is? (laughs) He gave us one of the greatest things in Raw, HLA. It's what everybody wants. If you think, what does, like, back in, like, say, just after the Attitude Era, you started... It was, was it about 2004, 2003, yeah, 2004? Like aggression era, sorry, like, early 2000s. And they're still kind of, like, not PG yet. They're still kind of, like, 12. On edge 20s. a little bit, yeah. And it's like, what does every young boy want besides men in tight wrestling? They want some HLA. What would you think HLA stands for, Brad? And this, and before you guess, this was a real segment for a few weeks on Raw. Uh, Joe and Dan, can you remember? Yeah, I can remember it. Go on, Brad. Brad, Take take a guess. Think like, if you're a young boy, what do you want to see? (laughs) What do you want to see if you're? It's just going to sound weird. Go on. Uh, I don't know because well, ignore hate. ignore the young boy, mate. Just just what what, what does every think? man want to see? Brad, we'll give you a clue. A is for action. Yes, I know the wiser. Something ladies action. I don't oh, know. he's almost there. He's almost there. Yeah. I'll just tell him. Just tell him it what the was... greatest segment that Eric Bischoff ever came up with. Who wants to see some HLA, some hot lesbian action? <laughs> and it was just like a kiss camera, just like, wasn't it? It just went, just went around, just all these lesbians just making out in the ring. But did they never even get... made out. <laughs> it always got did cut it, off. I'm did he sure. try and get Stephanie McMahon involved at one point? You know, or something <laughs> I want to say. <laughs> no, I will not make out with you. <laughs> Here I am, trying to learn about you got chlorophyll man going on about God knows what, and you're on about making out with me. I'm here to learn people not to make out with you. Go on with the chlorophyll. <laughs> what else? What else, Bradley? Wasn't um, brush off behind three minute warning as well? Wait a minute. <laughs> Did I just hear myself say? Three minutes. What a segment that it was! It's one of the greatest segments ever. The billion children. Nobody right? saw that. That was Eric Bischoff behind on. That was great makeup. That was theatrical makeup. Nobody knew he was the priest for that. <laughs> Brad, like, what? Bradley <laughs> don't even know. <laughs> Do you know who three minute warning are? No, Jesus. No I honestly, it sounds like you're speaking a different language to me at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh, Roman Reigns' brother. It was who was uh, the other guy? It was Rosie and Jamal, weren't it? Yeah, Roman Reigns' brother was the one. Umaga. The other, yeah, the yeah. other one was um, 
No, it wasn't. Uh, no, Umaga wasn't Roman Reigns' brother. It was Umaga as well. So it was Umaga, and then the other one was Roman Reigns' brother. Okay. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of who the other one is. But yeah, it's... Um, I'm trying to think between... It was the shit. Yeah, Rosie, the shit. Rosie and Jamal. And Umaga. Yeah, Rosie was Umaga, and um, Jamal was Roman Reigns' brother, I think. No, Jamal is Umaga. Oh, right, sorry. I've just looked at <laughs> Yes, I do know who they were. I had action figures of them. <laughs> oh, God. They were the three-minute warning. Well, Bischoff yeah. is going into the Hall of Fame, Good. and he thoroughly, Deserved thoroughly it. deserves it. And I've Along met him. With... What a guy! Yeah, well, you've met Maria as well, and she's oh. not in the Hall of Fame. She's never going to be in the Hall of Fame. But we're um... still the greatest, greatest <laughs> love I've ever known. A man who deserves it arguably more than Eric Bischoff. A man who is up there with one of the greatest characters of all time, um, and a fairly decent human being, from whatever, from what I understand. Forget the mask mandate of COVID. Ignore that. Bad bunny. It's gotta be Kane. God it's gotta it. be. He's in it. Kane has been announced it's today as of recording. Finally, the Hall of Flames. <laughs> the Hall of Flame. It's finally happening. What do we think about Kane? Thoroughly deserved. As, as well deserved. He's he's had an absolute storm of a career, and yeah, I'm I'm guessing it's going to be Dan O'Brien or maybe a ticket inducting. But yeah, well deserved. I assume it's going to be Daniel Bryan. I don't think Taker will do it just because Bubbles the first Hall of Fame. Well, not even that. I just think the first Hall of Fame appearance of the Undertaker out of character needs to be him going in. So as much yeah. as as much as it's weird that it wouldn't be The Undertaker, I think they'll go with Daniel Bryan. Unless Glenn Jacobs is absolutely adamant, you put me in, I want it to be Mark Calloway. Well, Undertaker so is the one that told him that he's going in, though, weren't it? On the bump, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. I think it could be Shawn Michaels and Triple H, potentially. Inducting him, maybe. I'm Where's the connection this. there? Well, they've they've always you had that one match. I think it's going to be Tori because she was. It Kane's was Stone girlfriend. Cold because Kane won his first world title in that first blood match against Stone Cold. We all know it's going to be Isaac Yankum that inducts him, or the fake Diesel. <laughs> Kane, though, is going in well-deserved. It's just a shame that it's not in front of a live arena. That's the big shame about it, which is, you know, for all of these guys, really, the 2020 and the 2021 class, you know, they all deserve, the guys and the girls so far, all deserve to go in in front of people. It's just unfortunate that it's happening, but, you know, at least they are going in. Um, One that was announced today by the not- Officially yet, from my understanding on WWE.com, I have had a look and there's not, and nobody else as far as the WWE social medias are reported about it either, apart from the WWE India page. So it's either, they've either jumped the gun or it's going to be announced officially far, fairly soon. But yeah, don't know what to think about this one. I mean, if Coco Beware is in the Hall of Fame, then anybody can go in the Hall of Fame. That's my rule. But he's going in, allegedly. It's the Punjabi playboy himself, 
the great Carly, and what does he say? To get Moss's name Ranjit single something to translate for him. Well, I assume that's going to be who inducts him. They're going to get him in because who else does induct the great Carly apart Jinder from Jinder Mahal? Well, but then he's going to need some sort of translation, and that's no offence to himself. He can speak English. I don't know how brilliant of English he can speak, but he can speak it. But you know, he's got a very thick accent and a deep voice, and that's you know, that's not me speaking. Short of turn. speech ever. He just goes, "Thank you very much," and just leave. Don't no, he just leave. comes out and goes, <laughs> "That's all you need to know." That's the celebration. They need the guy from the Great Carly Makes Kids Cry YouTube video to be there, like you have the Angry Miss Girl. You need him just going, oh, with his hands on his face. Um, yeah, not much to say, really, other than, you know, he, at the end of the day, guys, whatever they did with his character, like they do with a lot of characters, they start off serious and turn them into a joke. That's no fault of his own. Is he a? Is he even a decent wrestler? No, absolutely not. But for a time, he was an unstoppable force character, built well for what you can say for someone with absolute limit limitations in the ring. You know, Christ, he destroyed the Undertaker. He absolutely destroyed Rey Mysterio. You know, and he he's a former world champion. You know, I mean, yes, Jinder Mahal's a former world champion, but for a time. He was, you know, I would say arguably for a six-month period, he was the hottest angle going on the fact that people just hadn't seen somebody really since the Giant Gonzalez or since, you know, Andre the Giant or the Big Show, somebody of that stature. I mean, arguably the Giant Gonzalez could wrestle better. I mean, Andre the Giant could wrestle better and certainly the Big Show could. He's the best big man out of all of those. But yeah, it's it's another name to fill in the class. And a big thing, let's be honest, the only reason that they're doing this is to help launch the NXT India side of yeah. things. It's a business side of things. It's a promotion side of things. And that's taking nothing away from, I forget his name, but the person who plays the character, the great Carly. Um, but yeah, any thoughts on that, guys? Yeah, that's that it. Any, any thoughts? Um, I agree with you, Taryn. It's it's just to solidify NXT India when that launches with, um, you know, he's going to be the face of it along with Jinder Mahal, the Bollywood boys. And then obviously we saw the India special a couple of months ago on the WWE Network. I think that went really well and it went over really well with all the fans. That was just a test to see what people thought. I think everyone received it positively. So when, you know, we all get clear from the COVID, you know, India's got like 1.3 billion people in it. So it's you've got a built-in market for a new TV show and they love wrestling. So, yeah, I agree with Taryn. It's just to put him as the face of the NXT India or whatever they're going to call it. And that's the way they're going to go with it. No, absolutely. Did and you're, uh... see him live, the great Carly? Yeah. Yeah, I want to yeah. say oh, I did see him at a house show. Or yeah, I had the sign. Oh, we were there. I can't, who did he face? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know, but I had, I had I obviously know. Well, that's the, how memorable the Miz it on was. one side and then a great Carly on another side of my sign. So I was like, who heard the great Carly? He said it was just a picture of him with that on it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, and your last rumour for this week, not yet to be announced, potentially next week, is Rob Van Dan himself. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. 
Yeah, he deserves it. I mean, they're doing a documentary thing. So like the one they did for Young Presumably they do went on RBD, Beth Phoenix, and somebody else can't remember who the other one is. So I think um, there's heavily rumoured on the dirt sheets that while they were doing the documentary on RBD, I think RBD said, well, why do we put me in the Hall of Fame and then I'll stay around for a bit? <laughs> well, <laughs> they obviously agreed. Um, yeah, yeah he, 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 again, absolutely deserves it. ECW um, namestay, former champion. Um, never did, did he win the why is my mind gone blank? Do I, yeah, yes, of course, he, he did. He won it. He was, he was WWE champion for a limited time, wasn't he? Until he converted he it yeah. into the ECW championship. Yeah, just so Cena could have his precious title back. Yeah, but, yeah, he won it like thingy, it was like a unification thing, weren't it? At one night stand. Yeah, in the ECW arena. No, ab- absolutely deserves it, and a phenomenal talent. And you know, he's he's getting to that age now where he's starting to be. Sorry, pardon me, a little bit limited in his move set. Now he's starting to wind down a little bit, but he's still having his appearances in Impact and whatnot every now and again. Um, this might pave the way for a little bit of a Shel- uh, Shelton Benjamin um, MVP Carlito type appearance the night after. WrestleMania maybe on Raw for the first week or two. And then he, who knows? I don't think he'll transition into an agent, not yet. I think he'll probably want to stay on your Indies, Impact Wrestling, maybe even an AEW appearance, even after a Hall of Fame um, induction. But I don't think he's quite at the end yet. But I think we'll see a couple of appearances from could, him on, on Raw. You could definitely see him like in a manager role or like a tag team role as the Stoner Bros with him yeah. and Matt Riddle. <laughs> I mean, hey, Matt Riddle's you know just what? a younger RVD, isn't he? <laughs> so. Yeah, no, they'll do it. They'll do it. <laughs> right then, Jamie, did you want to have a quick chat just before we move on to our news and quiz to finish off the show? Just on, I think you watched the Broken Skull sessions with Randall this week. What? What? Like, I haven't watched the. Um, what was the one before that, Sasha Banks? You know, because why yeah. does she have one? But you know. Um. Anyway, um, the Randy Autumn month. Bloody phenomenal. Um, obviously, like I said, like I said, I'm a massive Randy Orton fan as well. And they said they've got what 16 years, 17 years to talk about with his career starting in what 2018 years, 2002. He basically came on the scene, didn't he? In what shorts, Brad? What colour was his shorts? Blue. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> Last week, throwback. There you go. I um, remember it was against Harkaholly uh, because his shorts were blue. <laughs> <laughs> it's off. Um, but no like I said it was um, it's really good like I said I'm a massive fan of Randy Orton I've watched all these documentaries I've got them all on Blu-ray so I I followed his career this whole time and it was just great to talk about like I said the impact that Ric Flair's had on his career Triple H with Evolution uh, talking about how he's developed his promos because I think that was the one main thing that especially Stone Cold I mean they talked about it didn't they were saying Stone Cold was just like laying into him for being really shit at promos <laughs> and then Randy Orton obviously in the last few years have developed these promos to basically put on his character a lot more and he's what 14 time world champion now which is absolute crazy it's what the third third highest I'd probably say Something but he's like yeah. tied with Triple H and then John Cena and Ric Flair on 16 each Um, but yeah I mean what a career he's had, he deserves it. He wants to wrestle till he's like 50, he said. So, you know, he probably, he probably could, though. Good. Yeah, he's yeah. still as good as he ever has been. If, if anything, I'd argue he's better <laughs> now than he was 
you know, 15, 10 years ago. Like. Yeah, like I said, he's more sensible. He's he's slowed down a lot. Like I said, when he was the Viper, the Legend Killer, you know, like the stuff that he used to do was slow and methodical, like the way he just like works on your body piece, you know, where you should just kick your like arms or your hands and stuff like that, you know, just to work on those body parts. There's no one else that really does that now. And like I said, you can keep doing that at his age now. He's not taking these big bumps or anything. He's in these singles matches. In the greatest wrestling match ever last year it was this year, wasn't it? Last year. Yeah. Last, last year. year. Yeah. Backlash. Yeah. So there you go. And <laughs> I mean, they even jokingly said that at the at the time. Stone Cold was like, "So you just backed into a corner with this one?" Then <laughs> he's just like, "Well." Um, so, so it's worth watching then because I haven't yet. So no spoilers. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a good one. Have you all seen it then? Apart from me, I haven't. Uh, I We've just said it, it finished like payback finished at what payback? Payback. Lane, sorry, Bloody hell, payback. Finished at like half one twenty to two. So I was like, you know, I'm just gonna stay up and watch it, and I did, and it, I loved it. Finished around three o'clock. So a good recommendation. Definitely. Yes. Very good. Very very good. Brilliant then. Right, I shall give it a watch. Right, let's go into some um, week's news just before we jump into our quiz. Um, Some breaking news, not that anybody cares, it's literally just popped up on my phone. The WWE have announced that I am the greatest in the world and Brad is shit. No, um, they've said that the Thunderdome is moving to the Yungling Centre in Florida um, after WrestleMania. Um, so obviously the residency in its current stadium is expiring, so they're moving. So uh, no more fans after WrestleMania, as expected. Thunderdome for probably a few months more until the world gets back to normal. But yeah, that's your first piece of news. Nothing really to elaborate on that. Um, we did mention it earlier in respect of the uh, Rhea Ripley-Oscar match um, with Charlotte missing it's been announced from Charlotte that she's got COVID, um, unfortunately. I don't believe it's a storyline. I believe it's true. So best wishes to her. I'm sure she'll pull through it. I'm sure she'll be fine. But, you know, hopefully so. Um, I mean, if she's got it and she gets rid of it within a week or two, as you tend to, and you've got your two weeks isolation, that's still well before WrestleMania. Are we going for a Bradley special and saying that this is going to be turned into a triple threat match? For once, I'm saying please no. Oh, I'm saying please no, but do we think it'll happen? Um, I mean, I think Charlotte and Rhea have got unfinished business, but I I agree with Bradley. It doesn't really need to be a triple threat match. I mean, I guess Charlotte was the number one contender, but now Rhea Ripley's herself in while I'm replacing Charlotte. So it doesn't really need it, but no one WWE, they'll probably just do it just for pants. I think maybe just the return the night after WrestleMania That's on that what Monday. That's say. And then at least then they can have I don't what what event is after WrestleMania they chop it and change it so much now is it payback payback or backlash it's one backlash or payback one of the two yeah um that's when Charlotte and Rhea can have their match if Rhea beats Oscar of course and then she can beat Charlotte as well just to solidify and go from there but no be interested to see but I thought I'd throw that in there since unfortunately she has got the COVID so best wishes to her going forward. Andrade has finally been released. He requested it. He's gone. But important to note, allegedly, there is no 90-day complete clause on this one. Mm. Is he going to turn up on Dynamite tonight? Probably. Um, I've seen that um, he's trademarked his old, um, like, Indian name, Sombrero, something like that. Som- Sombrio. El Sombra. That's yeah. it, yeah. El Hat. 
El Sombrero. El Hat. <laughs> the Hat. <laughs> but of course, Selena Vega, of course, she's been released now as well. So are they going to, you know, if they do turn up on Dynamite, I'm not convinced it will be tonight. I think the problem is with bloody AEW, they just, just stop, as good as, as good as these people need to be used, they just need to stop signing talent for the sake of it because they're not actually doing anything with the people that they're signing. This is the issue. Um, yeah. But if he is going to turn up, I would hope he turns up with Selena Vega because why not carry on that partnership? It was great. Yeah. Right. Danny Birch has been injured. The NXT tag team titles have been vacated. Dan, you're shaking your head. Yeah, it's a shame because I mean Danny Birch has been, you know, smashing it for years. He was um in the was he was in one of the cruise no, he's in the uh what in the cruise he's in the UK championship. Um but he's by stone. Yeah, he was um, in TNA British Boot Camp as well. He's been around for years. He's really good. And I tell you what, whenever he was coming to the ring with um, Oni Lorcan, he made a point to always be wearing his shirts and always be animated and training. You see he's putting loads of effort in. And then he faces Karrion Cross, and all of a sudden he's on the shelf and there's not even a prediction of when he'd be back. You know, it's such a bad injury. Could be six months, could be two years. It's a real shame for him because he's great on the British scene. He's done loads. Well, he hasn't done loads in an American audience, but us British fans know who he is. It's a real shame, but in terms of tonight on NXT or, um, you know, I think there's trying to crown a new tag chance as soon as possible. Um, so it'll be is interesting there a, to see Is there a championship that. match on NXT, NXT tonight or is that to be announced? William Regal announced, um, so obviously this goes out um, after NXT's mm-hmm. aired, but um, as of taping of this, William Regal said that they will crown champions on tonight's NXT. So yeah, Those old young fat trends. I hope so. I find it interesting that they're not having some sort of mini tournament or eliminator or more contenders to crown new champions at the two-day NXT takeover. Um, Who knows? They might still do that. He's announced that they're going to do the title tonight, but there could be some sort of screwy finish type thing and they can do that at takeover, but we'll see. But yeah, I agree. It's unfortunate that, um, you know, because they haven't... I'm going to make myself sound stupid now if they have, but I've got a feeling they haven't long been champions, have they? Not really. Bets. Yeah, bets. I was going to say, not a decent reign. So hopefully... They were stuck um, in with that um, Pat McAfee feud for a bit, weren't they? They were yeah. in there, but I don't think they ever properly defended the titles very often. And then They defended them last week, didn't they, against Karrion uh, Cross and um, well, that, was the, that was the injury, wasn't it? Was that That's what happened, yeah. Injury? Yeah, exactly. Separated so. shoulder, am I right in saying? I think so. Well, NXT looks stacked as well, mate, tonight. It looks ridiculous. Well, you've got Walter and Drake Maverick. He's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually give that match a watch. That should be quite interesting. I assume they'll give him a bit of a good show, but of course... Well, will, uh... well Spurt, sorry, Drake Maverick is going to sound like a mf and You know, it's little and large team of his Goliath. He's going to flop around the ring, fly around the ring. I dare see Demo will come down and save him. He's going to sell Ooh. like Shawn Michaels did to Hulk Hogan at some <laughs> And just finishing off the news this week, I don't know whether any of you guys have seen the reports, but obviously Peacock in the States now has started taking over the network content. They will be exclusively full of the network content by WrestleMania. Not everything's on there. In fact, it's very, very limited. There's hardly anything on there. And the WWE yeah, I was going to see this for a few problems. There has, and the WWE have announced that not everything's going to be on there till SummerSlam, so till August, and, you know, we're only in March. Um, but the news that's come out today is that the WWE, I'm sorry, Peacock themselves, I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, have 
edited a lot of the programs and taken out some matches or start to take matches out of pay-per-views um, for different reasons. They've taken out the infamous Vince McMahon N-word section with John Cena and Booker T from an episode of Raw. That's been taken out for obvious reasons. You can see why. We won't get into censorship and should they've taken it out or shouldn't they? That's for another episode and that's for another argument. But they've also taken out the Roddy Piper versus Bad News Brown match from WrestleMania because Roddy Piper covers half of himself in black paint and they're Mm. alleging that it's like blackface. I mean, to me... I thought, and I might be getting this completely wrong, the reason that he and did like it. Braveheart. Because it was like Braveheart and like the Scottish, um, yeah. The, yeah the, the William Wallace. Yeah. Yes, and that's how I saw it. But no, they are taking a stance on it that it's offensive like blackface. Again, we, this isn't the platform to discuss. So certainly not tonight. We may do um, next week, but they're taking the stance that it's seen as blackface mm. and it's got racial connotations. And they've actually taken the match out of the WrestleMania event. But um, yeah, Come like I say, 2021. Exactly. Um, Disney Plus have done very, something very similar because obviously they go back to the 1930s and obviously the world's changed a lot now. Political correctness, what you can see, what you can't see, you know, for all the right reasons have changed. So, like, um, all the 1930s versions of, you know, uh, the Jungle Book where they're like doing the African accent or they're taking the mick out of black people, there's a little disclaimer saying this has views, outdated yeah, yeah, these views these views are wrong <laughs> now. They were wrong then, but the world has changed, but they've they haven't edited they're like being used for like yeah. historical context because it was yes. part of it. Exactly, yeah. And don't get me wrong, the I said we won't discuss it. I'll just make this point. <laughs> the the Roddy Piper thing to me, I don't see an issue with it. It was to do with Braveheart, not to do with racial connotations. He's but Scottish, isn't he? That's what I say. Exactly. Or his character was he is and he's Canadian. Yeah. Um, but um Vince McMahon using the N word <laughs> Pat's face. What is not Scottish? Oh my god. god. <laughs> Have you ever, Bradley, in all the Roddy Piper promos and matches you've seen, have you ever heard him speak with a Scottish accent? Honest, I've never watched a Roddy Piper match. I've only ever oh, right. Do you know what? I ain't talking about this. It's time for a quiz. Let's get the quiz done. Speaking of Bradley, Bradley was supposed to do the quiz this week. He buggered that up as well. Jamie's written a quiz. Let's go for it. Okay, 10 questions. Um, all about WWE. You're welcome, Brad. Okay. Thanks, mate. Bradley, you're doing it next week. Remember. Sorry. <laughs> question one. Why. It's okay. Question one is a 50-50, so to start you off nice. Which pay-per-view began first, Survivor Series or Royal Rumble? Yeah, lovely. I, I know yeah. that. Fiddy-fiddy. Okay. Bradley remembers which one came first because he remembers that um, one of the competitors was wearing blue trunks at the time. (laughs) Question two in 1991. Sorry, Brad. All good. Hulk Hogan defeated The Undertaker in the main event of what Tuesday night pay-per-view? Yes. Oh, gosh. Oh, I think so. Go for it. Three. So I wasn't born either, Brad. Don't worry. I was, but I was one. Okay. This one. 
question three. Name all the competitors who have put their Royal Rumble Championship opportunity on the line in a match before WrestleMania. I will let you know there are five wrestlers. Oh, my good God. I know Five what. wrestlers have put their Royal Rumble opportunity. Like, they've won the Royal Rumble. They've got the ta- championship match. They've put that on the line before WrestleMania. Name the five people. I'm the same with Taron. I know one. I know one, yeah. But I want to say there isn't any... Unless I'm getting this completely wrong, I don't think there's been any recent in the last few years, but maybe I've got that completely wrong. There is at least two in the last ten years. (sighs) I know one of them then, but... I can't give you the years because you might know the winners of the Royal Rumble that year, so... (laughs) Go for that, and we'll go for... uh, Yeah, we'll go for that, then. Lovely. Right, bring on question four. Question four. Which wrestler has had the most runner-ups in the Royal Rumble? Who's been the the runner-up the most in Royal Rumble matches? It's got to be... It's got to be Kane. (laughs) It's got to be Kane. I I, I am from that. (laughs) Probably is. No, it's not. Right. Okay, question five... Who famously appeared on Raw and Nitro on the same night? What in the hell is he doing here? <laughs> no, it's not him. I know it's not him. But I just like saying it. And then I like saying, well, he's going to have to be here. It's a public war. But it's not him. No, we Who know it. famously appeared on Raw and Nitro on the same night because Nitro was live. Raw was previously recorded. Bradley won't have any idea who this person is. Question six, at which pay-per-view, so the pay-per-view and the year, did Randall Savage marry Miss Elizabeth? Ooh, yeah. Okay. What, what pay-per-view in year? Okay. Oh, right. Yeah, we'll go for that. I know the pay-per-view. Um, oh, no, I'm changing the year. I'm, I'm putting <laughs> I'm going. I'm going up by one year. <laughs> Okay. It's going to be like bloody Ken Bruce. Is. It's going to be you were one year out, <laughs> Popmaster. Question seven. Which three wrestlers have appeared in the most Royal Rumble matches without getting a single elimination? They've appeared in six Royal Rumble matches and haven't eliminated a single person. There's three, three wrestlers. People. Are they all men? Yes. There hasn't been that many women. Oh, <laughs> I know, yeah, but I thought, right, okay, oh, dear me. No no eliminations. Okay, we'll go for that. I really am guessing on this. I thought I'd give it a little bit of a mixture of some quite hard ones and then some easy ones. These are quite hard. Are there any, go on, give us a clue on this for all of us. Is there any recent ones on this one? One of them was in this year's Royal Rumble. Ooh, Oh, <laughs> oh well. Making his hell. sixth Royal Rumble appearance and okay. didn't eliminate anyone. Go for him. We'll go for him. We'll go for him. Right, that'll do. Yes, number eight, the Honk in Tonk Man holds the record for the longest Intercontinental Championship reign. But how many times has he won the belt? What like? Oh, how many times overall? So not his combined range. How many times he's actually... How many times has he won the belt? Yeah. Right, okay. The Intercontinental title. He holds the record for the longest continuous reign, as in like 
yeah. for for one reign, but how many times has he won the belt? I feel like that's the most obvious answer. So right, go on then. Question nine: Which wrestler has had the longest cumulative time in the Royal Rumble match? So basically, across all of the Royal Rumbles, who's been in the match the longest? Yeah, I know this one. Oh, yeah, because he was wearing blue trunks. (laughs) And the final question is, which superstar has had the most WWE pay-per-view main event matches? Main event means the last match on the card. Who's had the most pay-per-view main events? Yeah, I feel like that's... I reckon it's... It's got to be close, put it's it that way. It's got to be Kane. He'll be in like the top 10, well, Kane, but I feel like the top three or at least the top two will be pretty close. Mm. Right, go on then, let's do it. Okay, so... Uh, are we are we doing what we normally do? Come on, Brad. Go, yeah, <laughs> go on then. No, he's froze. He's gone. He's had enough. He don't want to go through the answers. Right. We know why he's frozen. We know why. It always happens when we go through the answers. Funny that, isn't it? He's quickly running downstairs to ask his mum what number six was. Um, but we will... Hang on. No, here he is. He's back. Right, come on then, Bradley. Number one. I'm back. Hello. Go on, um, I, I put Survivor Series. Dan? Yeah, I went sorry. Yeah, only I because you. when I because I'm watching back through the WrestleManias, it was the only one that was in 1987. So it came up with that in WrestleMania. So I knew that it was uh, before Royal Rumble. I also went with Survivor Series. Yeah, Survivor Series was 1987. Royal Rumble was 1989. Lovely. Number two. Does anybody remember the, the Tuesday night pay per view? I want to say, go on. Sorry, go on, Dan. No, no, go on. For some reason, I don't know, but I, I showcase rings a bell for some reason. No. See, I wrote again. I don't know if this is right. Tuesday night in Texas or somewhere. I wrote. Joe. Was it like in your house? No. And Brad, did you put anything? I just put Turbo Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Taron was very, very close. Oh, what was it? It was this Tuesday in Texas. <laughs> this. Oh, go on! I've got to get that. Go on. <laughs> I'll give it, yeah, because I originally put this Tuesday night. Oh, go on, then. I put the answer and realised it was wrong as well. Well, I made the quiz. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have that. (laughs) Okay, can anybody name the competitors who have put their Royal Rumble Championship opportunity on the line before? Is this a point for each? A point for each. Right. I know 100% Rey Mysterio is one. Rey Mysterio is one of them Uh, in 2006. I made the rest up, so I went for Vince McMahon. No. And then I went for Stone Cold. No. I went for Triple H. That is correct, 2002. Okay, fair enough. And I went for Batista. Wrong. Brad, do you have any adding on ones for that? Uh, Just um, John Cena. uh, Cena. John Cena, 2013. Um, He won that match as well. (laughs) And I went with um, Austin and Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is correct, 1996. Yes. What colour are his trousers? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else get the last one? 
Yeah, I'm th- so far three out of five, and nobody said my other two. I've got Hulk Hogan. No. Okay, and Bret Hart. No. Joe, oh, give us, go on, give us else. a clue. Oh, go on, Joe. Um, Edge. No. What was the clue? What year was it? 2015. Oh, well, it was thingy bob then, wasn't it? Um, he made Roman it rain. rain. Who did he <laughs> face? Was it like Dean Ambrose or someone, or Triple H, or... <sighs> I can't remember now. Who knows? Uh, right, number four. I'll, I'll let you know in a few moments. Um, so, which wrestler has had the most runner-ups in the Royal Rumble? I put... Sure. No. I put Roman Reigns. Joe? Randy Orton. No. Taron? Triple H. It is Roman Reigns with oh, four. Piss off. Turn it. I swear to Chris, we we ain't doing a quiz after this week. That's I've had enough. It's so no, it's generally so obvious because he's been in like the last four. Well, anything's obvious when you go on bloody Google, (laughs) isn't it? I haven't been on Google. We'll know now if he gets this one. There we go. (laughs) Who famously appeared on Raw and Nitro on the same night? I put a random name which I know was linked to both, and it's, it's some guy called Raven. No. Oh, thank Christ. Close. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, begins, it begins with R. I got a bit worried there when he said Raven as well. Go on. What do you Rick put, Rude. Dan? Yeah, it's Rick Rude. It's Rick Rude. Yes, Rick Rude. Oh, um, Roman Reigns put his his shot on the line um, against Daniel Bryan. Oh, fair enough. Apparently. There you go. Um, right. Anyway. Now, we know this is Google if Bradley gets both parts of number six right. <laughs> Miss Elizabeth and Randy Savage married at what pay-per-view, Brad? At WrestleMania. No. What year? 1993. No. <laughs> I mean, you could have got a point if you got the year. <laughs> Dan. SummerSlam? Yeah. 1988? No, Joe. Oh, I want to go next. Um... I got SummerSlam as well. I put 92. No. Tarrant. I put SummerSlam 89. 91. Oh, oh, yeah. Hang on, do you get a point for SummerSlam? I crossed out 91 as well. I put 89. But I put 88 and then crossed out to 89. Right, do we get a point for SummerSlam? Yes. Good. Because I put SummerSlam 91 and I thought, no, no, it's too late because um, they had their match at WrestleMania 4, didn't they? Uh, Hogan and... Savage. It was Snake Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one is a, a quite a tough one. Which three oh. wrestlers have appeared in the most Royal Rumble matches without getting a single elimination? Yeah, if he gets any of these right. Go on, Brad. Right, I put Santino Morella. No. Carlito. No. And Bubba Ray. No. Bubba Ray's yeah. only been in one. Dan. Jerry Lawler. No. Um, yeah, I only had Joe Dora. I didn't have any more. <laughs> Joe, do you have anyone? Christian? No. Kofi Kingston? No. Uh, and I had Santino as well. No. Taryn, will someone no. get a point on this one? Absolutely not. So I also put Christian like Joe. I put Rob Van Dam and I put Kurt Angle. No. The six. Are A Train six? I thought there was three. I meant sorry, there the, the were six, oh. six appearances. Sorry, A Train, Jack Swagger, oh, and this year's entrant, Hurricane. Oh, What's up with that? What's up with that? What happened? 
the Hunky Tonk Man holds the record for the longest Intercontinental Championship reign, but how many times did he win the belt? Brad? Three. Dan? Two. Joe? I put ten. <laughs> Taryn? It's one. He only it's held one. it once. Yeah. It's his only title he ever held yeah. in WWE. That one time. You threw me off because you said, oh, a cumulative range. I was like, oh, must be more than one then. And <laughs> Jericho holds a record, Joe, with, was it nine wins? So it can't be ten. Yeah, misses uh, on eight I, as well. I just thought, I knew we had it for a long time. I just assumed that he, like, won it loads, that's all. Uh, which wrestlers had the longest cumulative time in the Royal Rumble? I'm going with Jericho. Jericho. Taron? That's a good show. I put it's got to be Kane. No, coming up at four hours, 59 minutes and 33 seconds, it is Jericho vid. The Jericho vid. And finally, which superstar has had the most WWE pay-per-view main events? Right. I'm going to go first because I've got a feeling on this one that I've heard this before and quite recently. And I think Dan's doing, you can't see me there. I feel like John Cena was second because there's somebody who beat it is beating him by one match. And I think it's the Undertaker. Dan? Yeah, I won John Cena. Joe? I thought Triple H. And Brad, did you go for? I went Cena. So Triple H has had 71 pay-per-view matches. John Cena has got 73. And Undertaker from night one at WrestleMania on 74. So one match? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I shall get to the <laughs> So if you want to total it up and we'll see who okay. is today's winner. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I got eight. I got six. Oh. I got I got seven. And Joe. I got eight as well, seems Taron. It's a No, we need a tie-breaker tie question. We have to. Have a tie we what, have to. I was not prepared for this. Okay. Well, just, just make, um, when I say make one up, I mean don't make one up. Just think of one. I was actually going to... Okay, so this is the question I was going to ask, but I didn't ask it. Hang on, how do you want us to answer? To just write it down or shout it out or buzz in? What do you want us to do? I think I don't think any, any of you are going to get it. To be completely honest, uh, who has Sorry. held accumulatively the Intercontinental Championship the longest? I don't think you're going to get it. But well, I know what the obvious answer is, but it's probably not that obvious if you're going to say that. So yeah, I'll go. I'll oh, I'll go for the Miz, Joe. Accumulatively, the intercontinental title. I, I was going to say Jericho. Yeah, that's what I was going to go for. Apart from no, I would, I would have gone for the first ever winner, Pat. Pat Patterson. Yeah. No, it was actually. Let me just make sure I can he pronounce even this right. Pedro Morales. Oh, Pedro Ooh. Morales. Yeah, because. But I think the Miz was second. Well, it's up to you well, guys. He, he I was third, point. sorry, The Miz. Was he third, second, second? Oh, well, then he's not second, is he? Well, I think me and Joe share the points on this hey. one. I, I give us a... Half a point. <laughs> half a point each. <laughs> half a point. Yeah, that that was, just because Bradley's phone crashed so we couldn't I'm sure get we can. It. I tell you what, um, I know Jamie's a quiz master, but why don't we... Um, and 
Jamie can find out the answer and you guys can predict. How about we say something like, how many episodes of Raw has there been? And you guys both pick a right. number. Okay. closest. Right. Let's go okay. for... Let's switch it up. Let's go episodes of NXT. Nah, we'll go Raw. We'll keep it Raw because that's been the one that's um, the longest ever Sonic yeah. television show. Go on then. What, how many that there's been... Yeah, it's come. I've got Overall. it on Wikipedia now. The amount, the number of episodes. God, do you, do you want to go first, Joe? <laughs> well, it's been going since 1993. It's the longest running episodic episode, um, episodic television show. Um, so I'm gonna go for. I gotta go for like two thousand. Okay, it's Karen. been going. Um, fourteen hundred. Ooh. It is one thousand four hundred and fifty-one. I mean, if you went fifteen hundred and town went fourteen hundred, you would have won. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll take the spoils on that one. Good shout, though, Joe. Right, that puts the quiz board on. Bradley still with three points. Dan with two. Uh, me with two. Joe with one. Jamie with one. I thought I had three. Yeah, no, uh, I think you got that the other way around. I'm definitely not on three points. I've got Dan's three points on two. Who knows? Yeah, we, right, Dan, okay then. Dan won last <laughs> week, didn't he? Fair enough, we'll go for that. Right, guys, I'm going to go and get some tea because I've got another podcast to record tonight. So I'm going to go <laughs> and eat my cottage pie. I'm going to eat some pizza. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody, this week. Um, Bradley, where can you catch us on the socials? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the lot, the uh, lot, uh, and, and what's and what what tagline do <laughs> we? We are at Grabblecast Show. Lovely, brilliant. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us all this week, guys. Enjoy the rest of whatever spoils we have for wrestling this week. Will Daniel Bryan be put into the Triple Threat match? Find out this Friday on SmackDown, or probably not, whilst they drag it out for another two weeks. But until then. It's been me, Taryn, alongside Jamie, Dan, Bradley, Joe, and we'll see you next week. Ta-ra, guys. Bye. Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What?